We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's December 26th, it is 2023. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my good buddy, Timothy Buell, Tasteful Tides. Tim, we're actually live early Tuesday morning. It's very rare that we're actually recording on the same day that we're talking about. But um, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not much. Yeah, uh, it sounds like we both had some uh, busy uh, Christmases and some good ones, and I hope everybody else did too and had a great uh, holiday for everybody. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty awesome nine-game slate. I watched uh, watched a lot of football yesterday. I had a pretty good showdown last night with the 49ers, Ravens. I had a pretty good slate, but I didn't I didn't win on the uh, on the three-gamer. Yeah, I didn't do any football yesterday. I was shocked. Like just didn't have time to like build teams i did some nba stuff um christmas nba is always one of my favorite slates and got a lot right and just completely whiffed on like the phoenix side of the the slate so it went from being like a really solid slate to like barely scraping by a slate so um i was i I was happy but yeah yeah i would have done well in nba except for the uh caleb martin injury that got me yeah, I didn't have any Caleb Martin. I had a ton of Bam. I had a ton of Melton, and I had, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of who who else I had right now. But I had it. I had like, I had gotten like three and a half games right. Like I was on my way. Um, and then just uh, the Philly side. Um, I ended up not playing a ton of Paul Reed, so like he didn't hurt me. Um, yeah. So that worked out, but. Yeah, it was just I mean, overall, it like I said, it was gonna be it was gonna be a good slate and just kind of whiffed on Phoenix. Um, you know, so Luca did Luca things and mm-hmm. like my best team had um Jokic over Luca, but I was uh, high on Podzi. That was the other person I was high on. Um, yeah, he had a really yeah. strong game. Like he was a rebound away from like forty five plus fantasy points. So yeah. 
All right, but that's over. We move on to a nine-game slate. It's seven games on FanDuel. Like um, Tim was telling me before the podcast, they ditched the late games, and we have a nice little nine-game slate on DraftKings. So we're going to talk about all nine games, and we get started here, Orlando at Washington. 238 total. Orlando's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Fultz is out. Ingles and Suggs is questionable. Washington's good to go. Uh, I mean, Fultz being out matters. If Suggs sits, that matters a lot. Um, yep. Because then now, like now, we're talking. You know, the rotation getting a little bit smaller. The the toughest thing with the Magic right now is their rotation seems to be so so large. Um, let's start here with the Magic. Phenomenal matchup. You know, this is the type of matchup that we absolutely love. Washington plays at one of the fastest pace in the NBA. Um, and they play, I mean, they play at the fastest pace in the NBA that they're, they're last in rebounding and they're last in defensive rating. Um, what do we like here for the Orlando magic? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, it depends on Suggs, right? Like if Suggs is out, then I'm definitely going to get to Cole Anthony. I don't care if he's coming off the bench or not. This is a fantastic matchup for him. He's only 6,700. Um, Paulo Bonchero at 8,300. I think he has a tr- amazing floor in this matchup. Uh, he de- certainly has a ceiling as well. Um, you know, it's definitely, I'm, I'm waiting on the day. I want to be early on Wendell Carter, right? Like you want to be early when he finally gets his minutes extended. And if it happens to be in this matchup, you're going to be like in an amazing spot because, not only are the Wizards like the worst team defensively, they're also the worst rebounding team. So this is an amazing spot for Wendell Carter Jr. I don't know if I could get to him in a three-max setting, but if I was building out like more than, say, like 10 or so lineups, I would definitely get to a couple Wendell Carter teams just because you want to be early when they finally extend his minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen. I think that they're very content easing him back in and – I mean, honestly, they've lost, you know, two of the three games since he's come back. So um, I'm with you, though. Like, if he does get that, like, 28 minutes, 29 minutes, this is the fen- this is a phenomenal spot at this price this is, for him. This is this is the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't mind Franz Wagner in this spot. This is a spot I think he has a pretty good upside spot. Um, I agree with you on Paulo. I think his floor is really high. Love Cole Anthony if Suggs sits. Um, he'll probably end up being like my highest owned player on the slate if Suggs ends up sitting here. So uh, with Fultz already out, it would be a smash spot for um, Cole Anthony. And, and like it's a wrist injury for Suggs and it's it's a sprain and he's missed some time already. So it wouldn't shock me if he sits here. Cole Anthony's played 24 and 33 minutes in the two games um, that Suggs has sat. So uh, or Washington side of this game. I mean, Washington's a tough team. Jordan Poole has a high usage rate right now, but all he's doing is scoring. We've seen a little bit of upside from Tyus Jones, but his price is 6,900. Kuzma has upside, but I think at the end of the day, we got to remember that the Orlando Magic's a tough defensive matchup. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. They're fifth right now in defensive rating. They're getting Window Carter Jr. back, which is a good defender. Um, Anything that you like here on the Washington side of this game? Yeah, like guys like Kuzma and Poole and even even Jones to me are too expensive for this matchup. I really question that they have much of a ceiling at their price tags. Uh, this entire team, 
would be an X out for me, to be honest with you. Um, this is a this is a good uh, spot to fade Washington, in my opinion. Yeah, if I mean, if Gafford was a little bit cheaper, he would probably be my favorite play from Washington because um, yep. he's someone that can he he can rack up the blocks like he's someone that you know can get three to six blocks in a game so I think if Gafford he's like the one guy that like if I end up in that range and I'm okay with like you know him being at that position type of thing but um, I, I think Kuzma is just someone that's really tough to get to right now 8400 he's had some games where he, he's flashed from 50 point upside but I mean that's Portland. It's not Orlando. Um, so I the one thing that does stand out to me here is like this game is being played in Washington. So Washington is going to try to push the pace a little bit more than like this game being played in Orlando. But I mean like Jordan pulls seventy six hundred, and even when he scored thirty points recently, he hasn't had big games. So I'm just worried about like his overall ceiling. All right, we got Brooklyn at Detroit. Another great spot to go to. Um, <laughs> two thirty-two total. Brooklyn a six and a half point favorite. Uh, Simons and Walker remain out. Morris remains out for Detroit. Um, looking at this spot on the Brooklyn side, again, fast-paced Detroit team. They're seventh in pace. They're twenty-six in defensive rating. They're allowing a ton of fantasy points per game. Uh, what do we like here for Brooklyn? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, somebody like Nick Claxton really stands out at 6,700. Um, I think this is an absolutely amazing spot for him. He is going to be highly owned, though, so you've got to be careful and pay attention to like the rest of your lineup if you play Claxton, because I think he is going to be the chalkiest center on the slate. But he's in a fantastic matchup. He's only $6,700. Um, he should absolutely crush this Detroit team. Um, my favorite tournament like large field would be Mikael Bridges um, at 7,400 small forward power forward. Um, he, de- he has a massive ceiling in this matchup. Um, you know, definitely, this is definitely not a team that we need to shy away from. We need to be attacking this Detroit team. I think Spencer Dinwiddie's okay, uh, but he would definitely rank third for me um, uh, behind Claxton and Bridges. Cam Johnson's okay, I guess. Uh, he'd be more of like I don't know, part of like a game stack. I wouldn't be like actively seeking him out. Um, but definitely, definitely Claxton is is my favorite play. What's good for us on Claxton? I'm with you on Claxton, by the way. I have a ton of interest in him. And like he just busted in this spot um, the other night yep. against Detroit. So I like the idea of going back to the well here. Bridges had a monster game the other night. Dinwiddie had a monster first quarter the other night. Um, so... I think this is a great spot for Bridges, and I think this is a great spot for Claxton. I think if you want to get different and you know take some shots on Dinwiddie, I don't hate that. Um, I think those three guys are going to have quite a bit of ownership on this slate, and I, I'm I'm just I'm with you on Claxton. I hope that I know like he, we our projected ownership for like the morning run is up, and it's like 39, percent and he's going to be kind of chalky here. Um, but I hope they people like are game log watching and looking oh he just played detroit he failed well i'll take my chances against detroit so um i'm with you on claxton ton of interest in him the detroit side of things i mean i when i can fit Cade, i play him I, i mean he's someone that i take point props on all the time because like this guy his usage rate is through the roof um he's getting up a ton of shots and he has the ball in his hands all the time 
it's just really hard to fit him in DFS wise um, because of his $8,300 price tag. I don't necessarily hate him in this spot. It's just, I mean, Duran is expected to play in this game. He's probable. Um, so like that's going to hurt some of the minutes um, that we've seen here. And then like Hayes who missed the game the other night, or like, I think he's missed like two or three games in a row. He's expected mm-hmm. to play in this game. So talk to me here about Detroit. Yeah, so I think this would be Duran's first game back since the sixth. Um, pretty yeah, sure. So yeah, so I can't imagine he's going to get a full allotment of minutes. Um, I think Cade, just in my opinion, is a little bit too expensive. Like he he is definitely a good point prop guy, though. I'll give you that. But yeah, I think for DFS purposes, I think he's a little bit pricey. I do have a um, a little bit of interest in Boyan just because I feel like he can just have these like monster games and nobody ever wants to click him at 6,500. So, um, and he plays really, really big minutes. So I think Boyan would be my favorite. Um, I think you got to stay away from like the IV Hayes situation, unless one of them sits obviously. And then um, Asara Thompson, I guess um, 5,400. I really like, I just really like his, his game. Um, and I think he's, he's pretty cheap and he's still getting decent minutes. So I think he would be okay for tournaments. Yeah. I mean, I think Bogdanovich is always someone you could take some shots on. I think he's more of like a cash game play though. Um, he's not like a high, high ceiling tournament play. And I mean, outside of that, just nothing I really love. I like the Thompson call, but again, he just hasn't shown any upside recently. Um, so you know, you worry a little bit about that, but overall for me on Detroit, it's like maybe taking some, you know, player prop stuff on Cade and then just kind of um, riding off the rest of this team. Utah at San Antonio, 241 and a half total in this game. Utah's a three and a half point favorite. George and, George and Horton Tucker are questionable on the Utah side. And then on the San Antonio side, Bassey's out. Wimby is questionable. Um, this game has a lot of upside just overall because both of these teams are just awful um, <laughs> defensively. I mean, like, and, and like Utah, Utah is awful defensively and they're playing extremely fast. Um, they're allowing a ton of threes, like just a good spot overall. But let's start here with the Utah side. Uh, I mean, Horton Tucker being questionable is huge here. He has saw a minutes bump recently where like he's been playing 30 minutes a night. George, I mean, when he's been healthy, he's been playing really solid minutes. So good to see Markkinen and Clark or um, Clarkson back here. What do you like for Utah in this spot? Yeah, you know, th- this is probably my favorite game on the entire slate. How I want to go about uh, playing it, I'm not 100% sure yet. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I love Lori Markkinen in this spot. Um, I love Clarkson in the spot. The THT news is huge uh george is uh he's still questionable right i'm pretty sure yeah yeah so that's that's big news too so paying attention to that uh horton tucker and Keontae george news is very very important um but yeah like i i definitely am going to want to get to multiple pieces of this game how exactly that falls i'm not quite sure yet but like if horton tucker and george were to miss then like fire up Jordan Clarkson, definitely. Um, he would be like an amazing, amazing play. 
Um, even I think Colin Sexton, if those two were to miss, would be fine at 7,000. Um, the interesting thing is like how they split up the Kessler Olenek minutes. They seem to be like splitting those minutes. So I don't really have too much interest in Kessler and Olenek, even though I think it's a really good spot for them. Yeah, Olenek the other night um, got in foul trouble. So I don't know like how much we want to look into. He was absolutely crushing. He had a really good first half. Yeah. He was his third quarter was really good and he got in foul trouble in that third quarter he had four fouls and never checked back in kessler was playing really good um in that game and like kessler just i mean ended up playing a ton of minutes um so uh, two quick fouls in the fourth quarter cost olenic probably eight to 12 minutes in that game um so i I don't know how much i want to look into olenic and kessler i don't know how much i'm gonna need to on this slate either um right I love marketing in this spot. You know, I think this is a high upside spot for marketing. Um, I don't mind Clarkson. I just think that right now, marketing has a higher ceiling than Clarkson. So, really like marketing here. If George ends up sitting and Horton Tucker ends up sitting, we've seen Chris Dunn play 33 and 34 minutes the last two games. Um, so, really like Chris Dunn if those two guys are out, but I, I think I want both of those guys to be out um, for me to get mm-hmm. to Chris Dunn. Um, so definitely watching, watching some injury news here. Um, Fontecchio's minutes have kind of disappeared with Markin and Clarkson coming back. So I really think your, your focus here is Markin and Clarkson. And then if those guys get ruled out, um, it's hard not to have some interest here in Chris Dunn. And we'll talk about it in a second, but like if Wemby were to miss this game, oh. that would just that that would just catapult marketing, really. I in my opinion, that would make oh, marketing yeah. even even better play. All right, let's talk about that San Antonio side. They, I mean, they have no reason to push Wemby here. He's dealing with um, a. They didn't necessarily say it's a sprained ankle. He stepped on somebody's foot the other night. Um, a ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad for that kid. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so, and he ended up missing Saturday's game. If Wimby sits here, I I mean, obviously a ton of interest in Zach Collins. Um, but Zach Collins isn't necessarily like a free play anymore. Like his price is kind of caught up. Um, I would have a to- ton of interest in Sohan at 6K. Utah is a great matchup. Um, Vassal, Johnson, these guys are very much in play. We've seen mixed results from both of these guys um, with Wimby off the floor this season. So I really think Sohan would be like my main target here. I'd have some interest in Collins. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely paying attention to this Wimby news because, uh, again, this game has a 241.5 total, which is the highest total on the slate. It's two teams that don't play defense, and it's going to be a, a game where the pace is going to be pushed. So got to like San Antonio here. And it's a three and a half point spread. So it's high and tight. Like this is exactly what we want uh, for DFS purposes. Um, Yeah. My, my favorite play would be Zach Collins. The only problem is Nick Claxton is basically that exact same price at the exact same position. So can you play both of them? Absolutely. But you might have to just pick one of them. And I think in a vacuum, I prefer Claxton. Um, Yeah. I love, I love Vassal in this matchup. Uh, Sohan would be a fantastic play um uh big body uh Keldon Johnson at 7200 all these all these primary San Antonio pieces would be great in tournaments um I think this is a game where you you could conceivably play like a 2-2 right like get you know two two on each side um 
because this is going to be there are some games on this slate that are like really not great for fantasy purposes and this this is the best game so building heavily leaning heavily into this game i think is a very very strong strategy for tournaments and if Wemby were to play I mean, I would absolutely love to play him at 9K because if he does play, you know he's pretty much 100% healthy. So at 9,000, that's an absolute bargain. Yeah, I mean, so he sat, what was it, like the 19th or whenever they had the game right before the Chicago game, they sat Wimby um, the 19th against Milwaukee. And he came back in that game on the, the 21st or and only played like 22 minutes. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Wimby right now. Like I, I overall, like if I knew Wimby was going to play thirty plus minutes in this game, I think he'd be one of the highest ceiling players on the slate. But so I do you, not trust you... Pop at all. So you're concerned that even if he starts, you're not con- you're concerned that he doesn't get to thirty minutes. Well, I'm just saying, like he's been dealing with this ankle, right? Like soreness, and now like he stepped on a foot and he twisted his ankle, and th- that now it's worse. Um, they're they they okay so like san antonio has no reason to push this guy right now like this is a future superstar in the nba and they have no reason to push this guy right now so like i'm a little concerned about his minutes and like uh, again tim i agree with you like if if we knew wimby was playing 30 minutes in this spot he'd be one of the top plays on the slate i just don't trust his minutes here and and, like uh, gosh if he doesn't get that like 55 plus, I mean, like he's not going to kill me at 9K. Like he can put up 48 and I'm not, I'm not like overly concerned that he put up 48. Right. So I'm, I'm on the fence. If Wimby plays, if Wimby plays, it really does hurt the value of like Zach Collins and some of these other players. Um, I don't think Sohan matters as much, but I think Sohan has a higher upside. If Wimby sits. All right. We got Minnesota. At OKC, taking on the Thunder, 227.5 total here. Thunder, a a 2.5 point favorite. A lot of injury news in this game that we're watching here. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is dealing with like a a knee injury, and he's questionable. And then on the Thunder side, Giddy and Jalen Williams is questionable here. So a lot of meaningful minutes potentially going to be missed here on the Minnesota side. If Cat sits in this game, it's huge. Like he's not a his usage is way down when it comes to like where we were at three or four years ago. Anthony or Edwards has kind of made a huge difference in like Cat's role. Um, just overall, what are we? What are our thoughts here with Cat in with Cat out on the Minnesota side? Well, if Cat plays, I I don't really have a whole lot of interest. This game is going to be played against, you know, against the Thunder who have the sixth best uh, defensive rating in all the basketball. Um, Minnesota has the best defensive rating in all basketball. So if everybody's healthy, this game is kind of like uh, uh, kind of a pass for me. Um, but if Ta- and, and really like if Towns were to miss, I don't know if I want to pay 7,900 for Rudy Gobert. Uh, to be completely honest with you, like I know that he can absolutely dominate Chet, but I don't know. Like it's not exactly like a lock. Like he's not. Like sometimes you can get Rudy Gobert at, like the high sixes or low sevens, but now he's close to eight K. So like I question that he has like a real slate breaking ceiling, even with no Towns. Um, Nas Reed is priced up to sixty four hundred, which is really good pricing by DK, but it's like not exactly like a free square. So. 
Um, I, I don't know really how much interest I have in this game, whether Towns plays or not. Yeah, so if Carlin Towns plays, I don't have a ton of interest in this game overall. Um, if Towns sits... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't think I want to go to Gobert or Nas Reed. Um, I, I think the the player I'd look to is maybe like a Kyle Anderson here. Um, he gets mm-hmm. a nice little usage bump with Towns off the floor, but like he's kind of priced like Towns is out. Like they bumped his price right. on DraftKings to fifty five hundred. So it's like, do I even really look at him? Um, the other person that gets a nice little bump with towns off the floor is Mike Conley, but Mike Conley has actually had some good games here recently. So his price has gone up. So I don't know towns being in or out really matters to me in this game because all these guys are priced appropriately. Like Anthony Edwards with towns off the floor this season is averaging 1.39 fantasy points per minute. That puts him really close to playable here at 9,600. If he were going to play 30, seven 38 minutes and he does he plays a ton of minutes he's gonna get up a ton of shots in this game so i think anthony edwards is someone you could look at depending on the cat news um on the high end but i think all the low end pieces they kind of priced up and have made it really tough um i do want to mention that Jaden mcdaniels has been playing really big minutes recently Uh, minnesota is really like tighten up their rotation so just continue to watch this jd mcdaniel stuff he another guy that got a huge price increase um i don't have Fanduel or yahoo up in front of me but just wanted to note that on the thunder side i mean it's sga and holmgren and like that's really it for me um i don't care like who's in who's out like this team is just it's really tough for me i will say like if williams ends up missing the game he's a guy that plays like 28 to 35 minutes a night. Josh Giddy's role has kind of disappeared um, in this offense just in general. If we did get news that, like, Williams is going to end up sitting, I think that's when you can, like, go to, like, Dort or, like, Wallace or some of these cheap guys and try to find yeah. some value on the Thunder. Yeah, and, and the other thing I just wanted to point out about SGA, like, yeah, this is a this is a really bad matchup. But he, you know, in early uh, ownership projections, he is uh, 1% owned. So um, I I think that's pretty incredible, you know, for a a player with such a high ceiling. 
So I know this isn't a great spot, but he still projects really well. He's projecting for 53 uh, DK points as a median projection at 1% ownership. So, and that's with guys like Williams and Giddy in. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I think he's interesting for tournaments. I always like to play SGA. Am I going to play him in a three max setting? Probably not, but in an MME setting, I think getting like three, four, five percent of him would be a fantastic uh, GPP play. All right, Atlanta at Chicago, 232.5 total here. Chicago, one-point favorite. Hunter is out for Atlanta, and then Johnson is upgraded to questionable here, and Trey Young is questionable. On the Chicago side, Craig and Levine remain out, but Vooch was on the injury report this morning as Mm -hmm. questionable. He's dealing with um, a little bit of an injury. So, uh, I mean – Vooch hasn't missed a game, I think, in the last like two years. Um, so I, he might end up playing through this, but if it, if he doesn't, like, it's probably like actually a big injury because this guy doesn't come off the floor. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because I draft Vooch a lot in like best ball NBA. Um, mm-hmm. On the Atlanta side, I mean, this is a this is a game you have to have circled um, because. Trey Young potentially sitting is huge. Hunter already ruled out is good for the wings. Um, Johnson being questionable with the wrist injury. Like if he does play, he hasn't played um, since the 25th of November. What are your thoughts here on the Atlanta side? Yeah, I mean, definitely monitoring that Young news because uh, Murray would become basically at least a plug a and play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, least, at the very least, you're playing him 100% in cash games. You're probably playing him 100% in, in a three max. Uh, 7,800 would be way too cheap um, for Murray if Young were to sit. Um, a Kongwu, I think, is interesting at 5,900, especially now that he has power forward el- uh, eligibility. Uh, 5,900, I think, is a pretty fair price tag for him. If Young were to sit, uh, 6,500 for Bogdanovich, I think, would be a fine play also. Um, you know, I think, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other residual, you know, effects of young missing. And then of course, if young plays, I mean, he's only 10 K like, I mean, he could absolutely crush that price tag. So I, you know, keep in mind that if young does play, I think he's a fantastic tournament play. Um, I don't have that much interest in Bay. Capella, I guess, is somewhat interesting. Um, he's just a little bit inconsistent. But if he gets that 30 minutes, he could easily, you know, exceed 40 fantasy points. Yeah, so if you just take Trey Young off the floor, the, I mean, the fantasy point per minute kind of gets spread out. Um, but if you take Young and Deontay, DeAndre Hunter off the floor, it's big bumps to a bunch of people. Bay gets a bump, Deontay, uh, Deontay Murray gets a bump um jalen johnson we get a bump but again i don't expect jalen johnson to play a ton of minutes if he does play in this game um so i mean Dejounte would be a really good play the thing that i'm kind of watching here is vooch if vooch ends up sitting in this (laughs) game we're gonna get a lot of people um on the chicago side playing andre drummond and yes i'm gonna yes. be one of those people playing andre drummond I, right i will also i've been waiting like two years for andre drummond day <laughs> so i'm getting a little getting a little antsy here 
but my my point that I wanted to make was if Vooch sits is a huge upgrade to Clint Capella. Um, so yeah, I yeah. I think Clint Capella would be very interesting in this game if we did get news that Vooch was going to sit. Um, I mean the other one, like if you want to take some shots on like a Kongwu and hope that like Capella gets in foul trouble or something like. They're trying to make it work where both of these guys are playing together now. Um, and yeah. uh, that's not something that we've seen a lot this year, right. but like we've seen Capella and Akongwu play on the floor together here recently. And it's just something worth noting. Do both of these guys get 30 minutes with Hunter out and Trey Young potentially out? So um, just I think Akongwu would be someone in large field tournaments you could take some shots on here. Uh, going to the Chicago side, Levine's still out. So, I mean, it's the big two. Um, if let, you're me in my you let me ask you something real quick, real quick, Stevie, uh, before we go to the next game, next team. Would you, how would you rank, how would you rank Claxton, Collins, if Wemby was out, and Capella, if Vucevic was out? How do you rank those three centers? I, I think Claxton's number one for me, regardless. Okay. Um Collins' price increase stinks. Um, so I think it would be, for me, I think it'd be Claxton, Capella, if Vooch is out, and then then Collins. And, like, it's more of, like, Collins is someone that's going to start and play, a, like, a good amount of minutes with Wimby off the floor, but he's still only going to play, like, 28 to 30 minutes. Like, they don't play this right. guy a ton of minutes. and Because they're, they're all right that same exact price point. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about Zach Collins is he can add blocks, so, like, his upside is, right. like, 40-plus, but I just... Claxton is in just one of the dream spots. We we love centers against Detroit. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, we, we don't have any real sample size with Vooch out, but we assume if Vooch does end up sitting, Drummond would start and play. Um, I don't know, like... Do we do we think if Vooch sits, Drummond plays thirty minutes? It's so hard to guess, but I assume he'd play at least twenty five minutes in this game. Um, yeah. If Drummond Drummond is somebody that is sometimes playable at twenty minutes, um, but right, right. I think it, it it's not one of those spots you overthink. If Vooch is out, I think you play Drummond. That's absolutely correct. Like even if you think he's going to play, like say like anywhere between like twenty six to twenty eight, like he's. 100% going to be in like three out of my three lineups. Like no, no question about it. Um, it's really what I, what do I do with my other center spot at Util on DK? You know, like uh, uh, that's going to be the harder decision. Uh, but yeah, Drummond's uh, Drummond would be a plug and play in all formats. No reason to overthink that. Now, if Vooch ends up sitting um, with Levine and Craig already out, do not do not sleep on Kobe White and DeMar DeRozan. Like I know a lot of us will just kind of be like, all right, we're playing Drummond. But like with Vooch off the floor this season and taking out Levine, like DeRozan's 1.35 fantasy points per minute. Um, his rebounding goes up. His assist rate has been really solid here recently. So don't sleep on DeRozan at 8,200, especially in a matchup against Atlanta. Like, don't overthink this matchup either. I mean, Atlanta is a team that plays really fast. They're really bad defensively. Um, Chicago plays at the slowest pace in the NBA. So they're playing against the fifth fastest pace team that plays 27th in defensive rating. So 
really like the Chicago side of this game, regardless of who's in, who's out. Um, it's just who am I playing based off of injury news here for Chicago? If I knew if I knew that Young was going to guard White, I would fire up a ton of White. Um, <laughs> if Murray if Murray guards White, then it's a different story. Um, but if I if I knew that Young was going to match up against Kobe White, I would fire up a ton of Kobe White in the spot. I mean, so the opposite thought is like if that happens and Trey Young um, ends up missing, maybe we take some shots on Caruso um, with Dejounte on. Come on, I don't know. That makes me a little nervous, but <laughs> plus, you, get, plus you know, we, you know he's gonna, you know he's gonna go to the locker room at some point during his rotation. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, you hope not. Right. Uh, Memphis at New Orleans, 229 total in this game. New Orleans, a four and a half point favorite. Memphis still dealing with a ton of injuries. Adams, Clark, Kennard, um, Rose out. Marcus Smart questionable. New Orleans side, uh, Nance is doubtful. Ryan's out. Zeller's questionable. We'll start here with Memphis. Uh, any interest here in the Grizzlies? Uh, I think JJJ is kind of a little bit too cheap at 7,400. Um, this is obviously not like the best matchup, but I think that that price tag, there's plenty of uh, meat on the bone as uh, Will likes to say, you know, at, at that price point. So I think um, uh, Williams at 5,100 would maybe be an intriguing value play. Um, I don't know. I think that there are, I obviously would like to play John Morant at 9,800. This guy should always be 10K or higher. Um, we're not quite sure what the status of Marcus Smart's going to be. He's actually been, he's actually now questionable. So he may possibly play in this game. But, um, you know, it's, this is not, this is not a great, great matchup. So I don't have a ton of interest in this game, assuming, you know, we don't get any big news. Yeah, so for me on the Memphis side of things, as much as I like Triple J, this is just it's Bane and Moran's show right now. Um, yeah, if we look at like shot attempts and stuff since Jaw's been back, and like Jaw came back in the New Orleans game and like he took the game over, but like since that game, Desmond Bane 26 and 25 shots, um, they're they're learning they're relearning how to play with each other again um, on the floor together. So I think this is a spot. The The sneaky thing here is New Orleans is really bad at defending the three. Um, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA at defending the three. So I think this is a really good spot for Desmond Bain, like point props and like three point props. Um, outside of that, I mean, I just don't think you can play anybody besides John Desmond Bain on this team. Um, like, even if Marcus Smart comes back, it just kind of hurts. Like, I don't know how much, like, Marcus Smart even plays um, if he comes back because, like, this is just a different-look Memphis team since Marcus Smart has been out um, with with jaw back. So, I think – Let's just – Yeah. Let's assume that we don't get Andre Drummond Day. Uh, do you think Biombo gets – more minutes in this matchup or do you, th do you think they go small i don't know if i'd play biombo i don't i don't know if i've played biombo much this season anyway um but i don't know if i trust his minutes i certainly wouldn't trust them i'm just thinking for like large field gpps you know i think this would be 
a pretty de- decent spot against Joval, but um, I don't know if I mean minutes wise, they should they should need him to play whatever Valanciunas right. plays. Right, right. But Valanciunas plays anywhere from twenty five to thirty five yeah, minutes. Yeah, so. you, you can't trust either one of these centers' minutes, so it's a very very high you know you know volatile spot there. Yeah, just don't uh, again one last time. Don't sleep on um, Desmond Bain like three point prop or um, point prop here. This is a good spot. All right, um, New Orleans side Zion like his minutes have kind of been all over the place, and then the other night against Houston, he ended up playing thirty four minutes. Um, it was really good to see him back in that like thirty five minute role. His price had gotten over eight k because he had been playing really well. He's back down in like right at 7,700. I don't hate Zion in this spot. Outside of that, I mean, we don't really see ceiling spots from McCollum um, or Ingram very often. I don't hate this spot for Ingram, um, but I think this is a spot we could take some shots um, on Zion. Yeah, definitely at that price point, 7,700. I, I really feel like you could take shots in large field on any of Ingram, Williamson, McCollum, and Joval, uh, just to like, you know, as one-offs as part of like, you know, a 20 max uh, type build, um, just because I think that they all have reasonable ceilings at these prices. I do agree with you that Zion would be my favorite out of those four. The peripheral pieces of the Pelicans, uh, personally, I don't have much interest in any of these guys like Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Najee, um, any of these guys, I, I really don't, I'm not going to be getting to. All right, moving on here. We got Indiana at Houston, 237 and a half total here. Houston, three and a half point favorite. Bruce Brown, who was questionable, just got ruled out for this game. And then Bullock and Easton are questionable on the Houston side. We'll start with the Pacer side. Bruce Brown is a 25 to 30 minute guy. Um, so, some useful minutes here for Indiana. It's just figuring out where they're going to go. I assume they're going to go numb hard. He played 36 minutes with Brown out the other night against yeah. my magic. Um, yeah. He's 5k. I think that's a fair yeah. price tag, but I mean, like again, like this is another spot where it's like, I mean, Houston's a good defensive team. Houston plays slow. Indiana plays really fast. Like what, type of game are we going to get here um from the pacers yeah i've never seen a team that's like completely reversed uh the way that they uh play their styles like last year houston was super fast and absolutely atrocious defensively and now they're the second best defensive team in all basketball and they play at an incredibly slow pace so i do agree agree with you that nemhard would probably draw the start for brown um, at 5K, I think he's at least a little bit interesting. Um, I just I don't have a whole lot of interest uh, in this Indiana team as much as I love playing Pacer games, uh, but this this matchup is pretty brutal. So for them, so uh, Halliburton at 10-4, um, I think he's okay, especially if he's going to hang around that like one to two percent owns um, zone, um, but. I honestly, in, in a three max, I'm probably not going to be playing any Pacers. Yeah, again, I wish I wish Nemhar was a little bit cheaper, um, but his minutes are going to be really solid. I mean, yeah. 
I, I just I, I hate the matchup for him in this spot. Um, I mean, Bruce Brown being off doesn't really affect too much here outside of like Numhard getting minutes. Um, Bruce Brown, I mean, he he's a guy that gets up like eight to twelve shots a game, so maybe a few extra shots for like Buddy Heald. Um, maybe a, a few extra shots for for Halliburton here, but not like if you take Bruce Brown off on court IQ, you're not seeing like a huge increase for anybody. On the Houston side, I mean, one of the best matchups in the NBA is going up against the Pacers. I think Jabari Smith is underpriced for this matchup. Um, like they, Sangoon and like Van Vliet are priced really close to where they should be, but like Jabari Smith has been playing big minutes here recently. And if he's going to get big minutes against the Pacers, he's going to smash tonight. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Jabari Smith is going to be um, right now. We have him at like ten percent. I I just don't think he's going to get steamed up that much higher. I hope he doesn't. I really like that call, Stevie on Jabari Smith. Um, I I really like Shangoon also in this matchup, especially if he's going to come in at uh, pretty low ownership, which we currently have him at. You know, like three percent. Even if, he, even if he gets steamed to like seven or eight, um, I absolutely love him. So it's one of those two big guys. Um, center is already a pretty strong position. Um, so it's probably going to be Smith for me. Um, and I, you know, I think this is an amazing spot for uh, Van Vliet also. So it's really, I wouldn't mind getting to one or two of these Rockets. Uh, it's only a three and a half point spread. So this game should stay fairly close to 37 total. Um, definitely, I definitely want to attack this Indiana defense. I'm going to tell you all right now, um, sports books and on, even on prize picks, Jabari Smith is at 26 and a half points and rebounds, um, for this game. He is criminally underpriced on the sports books. I just, I just grabbed this prop. Um, so I'll give out a different one for the morning grind game, but I think Jabari Smith is just criminally underpriced on, um, books for like how, his role has just been increasing here recently. Um, and like maybe if Eason and these guys um, end up playing, but I mean, like if Eason sits again, Jabari Smith is way underpriced at 26 and a half. And like if Eason plays, does he play his full minutes? Like I, I mean, like I said, I just, I just grabbed this Jabari Smith over 26 and a half points and rebounds. All right, these that was it for FanDuel slate. They ended at the 8 o'clock games. DraftKings included the 10 o'clock games. We got Sacramento at Portland, 236.5 total here. Sacramento, an eight-point favorite. Lynn and Monk questionable for Sacramento. Aiton questionable. Williams out for Portland. Let's start here with Sacramento. Um, shame on FanDuel for leaving this game off the slate because this is a really solid <laughs> basketball game. Uh, what do you like here for the Kings? Uh you know, definitely. I mean, that that monk news is kind of important. Um, definitely would prop up guys like Kevin Herter. Um, you know, I think Herter's interesting anyway, even at fifty two hundred. Um, I don't know if I can get to Sabonis, even though I think this is a really good matchup. But there's already so many other centers that I'd kind of rather play at you know uh, lower prices. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is fine at ninety five hundred. Keegan Murray. Um, I think he might be a little bit pricey for this matchup. Um, there's really, I, I thought that I would like more from this game, 
but the way that they have Sabonis and Fox kind of priced relative to the other games. And then there's another game left on this slate that we still haven't talked about. So um, it's, it's not my favorite, but I certainly would not fault anybody if they wanted to get to Sabonis. And I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. One other thing, um, if Monk sits, like we saw a random 27 minute game from Trey Lyles the other night. Um, so yeah. Uh, DraftKings is really tough to play. No, I was just going to say, it's really tough to play Trey Dials on DraftKings because he's center only. Right. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I can't imagine taking up a center spot on Trey Lyles. So here's the thing, right, Tim? Like, if you're, I mean, say, we're going to talk about Zubak in this next game because uh, he draws one of the best matchups um, in the league. We're going to talk about him. Like maybe you're on Zubac and you're on somebody else from the Clippers um, or you're on somebody else from this game and you have like two spots left and you didn't get like some ceiling spots out of the eight o'clock hour. I think that's where Trey Lyles becomes interesting as like a swap option. Um, yeah. Like on yeah, DraftKings. But I don't know. Like I, I'm not seeking out to play him at center on this slate because I mean, there's so many good center plays that we've already talked about, but. We're going to talk about Zubak, and I think that Zubak's really interesting um, just overall in that game. So I think if you're behind in the 8 o'clock window and the 7 o'clock window, like that's where it would be interesting to play some Trey Lyles. Um, but, I mean, like Kevin Herter, his minutes are all over the place. It's really tough. I, I mean, I think like if you're playing if you're playing the Kings, you're hoping for like a, a Fox or a Sabonis ceiling spot or Keegan Murray is still under 7K and he's shown 40 plus point upside. So I don't necessarily hate Keegan Murray in a, in a matchup against Portland where I wouldn't say like Portland stinks as bad as some of those other teams defensively, but like neither one of these teams are great defensively. So I could see this game staying competitive on the Portland side. I mean, like Simon's is going to flash upside from time to time. Um, so, like, he's always somebody that you're looking at in large field tournaments. We saw Brogdon have a big game the other night. Um, Grant, he's just not a high-usage guy. I think the thing here is kind of seeing, like, does Aiton play or not? Um, he's been dealing with this knee for, I feel like, the last month or so where he's missed some time. What do you like here for Portland? It would really just be Simons. I'm just not crazy about that ownership right now. Uh, he's currently projected for 20%, uh, 8,100 point guard, shooting guard. Um, I think he definitely is like the quote safest play uh, out of Portland. I think if I was going to take a shot on on a lower owned guy, it would be Grant or Aiton. Uh, Aiton is again another one of these centers that's priced in the high sixes. I can't imagine. Not all these guys can be can get ownership, right? We've we've already talked about three or four great center center plays in the high sixes on DK. So um, if you want to bypass guys like Claxton and, and and Capella and possibly Collins, like Aiton is a great you know late night hammer contrarian play. I don't think he's going to be seventeen percent owned like we have in initial runs. Um, so I think he would make for a fantastic GPP play. Um, like I said, I, I think I think Grant is interesting, even though he doesn't project particularly well. Uh, but we know that he has got the ability to flash a pretty big ceiling, especially at seventy three hundred. All right. Um, 
Let's talk about Charlotte at LA. Last game on the slate, 229 and a half total here. Late, the Clippers, a 12 point favorite. Uh, Ball, Nick Lakina, Williams remain out. Miller, questionable for Charlotte. And then on the Clippers side, Plumley remains out. Kawhi is questionable. This seems like a very, very good spot for them to rest Kawhi. Um, so I think yep. he is on the on the very questionable side of questionable. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, we'll start here with Charlotte. I mean, if Miller doesn't play, um, he, I mean, his minutes are worth noting, and they're like Williams being out um, really hasn't changed much because like he's been out, and Nick Richards is now priced up to 6K. What do we like, if anything, here for Charlotte? I don't really like a whole heck of a lot. Um, I've been playing Terry Rozier at ridiculous, you know, super, super low ownership. Uh, he put up 50 last game. I don't really love this matchup for Charlotte, so I'm probably not going to pay 8,500 for Rozier. Um, Miller being out, like, I don't know. I don't really want to pay 6,700 for Hayward or 6,500 for PJ Washington. I'm definitely not going to pay 8K for Miles Bridges. So, I mean, we're really kind of running out of guys that are even viable. So, to me, I think Charlotte's more of a stay away, uh, in my opinion. On DraftKings, like, again, if you're playing this, like, catch-up role and, like, you didn't get the ceiling, uh, like, out of the 8 o'clock hour and you, I mean, you're playing James Harden or Paul George, like, on the other side of this game, I think that's where you'd get exposure to like Rozier. I think yeah. Rozier, he's either going to have like a 30 point game or 50 plus. Like if this game stays <laughs> right. close, if this game yep. stays close, Rozier is probably playing really well or Bridges is playing really well. Uh, PJ Washington is like someone that like he randomly comes out and takes a ton of shots. Um, so I, I think PJ Washington in large field tournaments is in play uh, regardless here. Like, especially if Brandon Miller were to sit in this game when Brandon Miller went out the other night, um, PJ Washington played, he locked a lot of like second half minutes. So he just, he's on this second use like second unit. And like sometimes on the second unit, PJ Washington just chucks. Um, so of all people, PJ Washington is the usage guy on the second unit of this team. So I think at 6,500, you could take some shots on him in tournaments. He's gone over 30 fantasy points in three of the last five. He does have like that 40 point upside when he's shooting really well. Uh on the Clippers side, again, I think Kawhi's on the on the questionable, questionable side of questionable. Um, if that makes any sense. But uh James Harden has been playing fantastic. Um, this is a guy that has just kind of taken on this like Clippers role and he's been playing great. Paul George, eighty seven hundred, a little bit cheaper than Harden, but like if Kawhi sits, I have interest in Harden, George, and Zubak. I have interest in Zubak regardless because Charlotte's I one really of the worst like, teams. I really like centers. Zubak. Yeah. yeah, I really like Zubak. Again, another center in the 6K range, but I think I would – I mean, so we're talking about now, we're talking about Claxton, Capella, possibly Collins, possibly Aiton, uh, and now we get to Zubak who is – uh, the cheapest out of the, that group. And I think probably in the best spot and he might come in at the lowest ownership because this, this is the late night game. So people might not want to wait around 
uh, for this late night hammer. Um, I think possibly um, he's my favorite other than probably Claxton. Yeah, it's a really good spot for him. Um, I mean, Charlotte's been a bottom five rebounding team for like the last three seasons. So uh, this is a high rebound spot for, for Zubac. And my my biggest concern with him is like game staying close. Like Clippers game, like this is a game the Clippers should win. Um, it, it's just like if they're crushing here, he plays 25 minutes. If this game's close, he plays 30 minutes. And we want 30 minutes side. But I think that, regardless he has upside here he's gonna get high opportunity shots in this offense um on a nightly basis so it's just a good spot especially if Kawhi sits it's a really good spot if Kawhi sits if Kawhi sits uh can you can you play Westbrook I don't know if they I I think I'd take shots on like man or pal before I take shots on Westbrook He's just so cheap now. Sixty two hundred just looks like so appealing. Would no They're Kawhi. playing so well without him. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, so the other night Kawhi ended up sitting. Um, Coffee Man, Zubak, Harden, and George started in that game, and Boston just absolutely crushed um, the Clippers in that game. So, looking at the first half when the game was super competitive Westbrook in that like first half, he had five minutes in the first quarter and then he played um, it looked like, yeah. So on court IQ, he played 11 first half minutes in a close game. So like that was without Kawhi very competitive first half. He played 11 minutes. So I, I just don't see him playing more than like 22 minutes. Um, they closed with Norman Powell in both, both the first and second quarters. And like Norman Powell ended up playing, almost 15 minutes in the first half of that um, close game. So like his, his run wasn't garbage time run. They were using Norman Powell to close a lot already um, in, in close games. So I think like I would take shots on Norman Powell before I take shots on Westbrook and like you get a value, right? Like you get $600. Um, but we know that like Westbrook, when he's on the floor, he's going to have a, his usage is going to be high, but like, he scored 22 of his 27 fantasy points and blowout um, run the other night against Boston Celtics. So I just, I don't trust Russell Westbrook's role right now. The Clippers are just, they're playing well without him. So that's why I wasn't on like on him here. Yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We're playing the morning grind game in the morning. Um, what, kind of, what kind of game is this? All right. Um, favorite play. Under 5K to go 7X. We've got a few options today. Uh, who do you like? Under 5K to go 7X. Um, definitely want to go somebody. I lost my I lost my DK. Uh, my, I, I got locked out of my DK account. So <laughs> you go first, Stevie. I mean, I'll take Drummond. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't know if Fooch is going to play or not, but I'll take Drummond because um, I'll cheat. I think that's fine. You'll you'll cheat. Um, I will go. I got. I still. I'm still loading here. The the wheels are turning, and Tim said. Um, I know. I'm I'm so mad right now. Everything was fine, and then DK just booted me. 
it's not is, is it worse than FanDuel? Um switch Well no, at least at, at least DK <laughs> knows what at least DK knows what state I'm in. So <laughs> that's true. Um yeah. So um I'm gonna go under 5k. Yep. Yeah, you did you did cheat. Um I mean it was it was right for the taking. I could easily get crushed though if Booch uh, plays. I'll go I'll go I'll go Trey Man. All right. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Uh Anthony Edwards. Wrong call. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He might That's okay. score That's he okay. might score 40 okay. actual points and still not right. get there. Um so right. I hear you. Um man. It's just tough with like the Kawhi news. Um Kawhi matters so much here, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Terry Rogier. Really tough spot against mm-hmm. the Clippers. Favorite six X play on the slate. Um I'll go Claxton. Yeah, I like Claxton a lot today. I'm going to go Jabari Smith for Houston. Love the spot for him today. I think this is a fantastic spot. Really hope Easton sits, but even if Easton doesn't play, I have a ton of interest in Jabari Smith. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Very rare that we have like projected ownership up for the show um, so we can actually see who's potentially a let's get weird GPP play. Uh, who do you got today? Yeah, I want to look to see what he's actually projected to be owned. Okay. I'm going to go Wendell Carter. Okay. Wendell Carter Jr. I like that. I'm going to go Desmond Bain. This is a really good three-point spot for him. Um, And I don't know. Like, right now, we currently haven't projected for 6% ownership. So, really like Desmond Bain today. Um, Any bets or player props or anything standing out to you here? Yeah. So, I was looking. I'm going to to take the Zubak over 22.5 points rebounds. Yep, like that as well. I already bet that. So um right there with yeah. you. So uh I'm gonna go Claxton over 21 and a half points and rebounds. That's what I got here. Um throw together. I mean, I gave out Jabari Smith, and you can kind of piece together um a prize picks card here if you are on prize picks on some of the stuff that we talked about, or if you're on sports books, you can just D- yeah. DK has uh DK has Claxton at 20 and a half. Oh, nice. I I think I got him on Hard Rock at 20 and a half. Yep. So, yeah. prize picks, Claxton is 21 and a half, and that's what I was looking at. So, more than 21 and a half on Claxton on prize picks, but on Hard Rock, I got him at 20 and a half minus 130. Uh, Tim, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Tim volunteered to do the um, early morning grind today, um, the day after Christmas. So appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow for real on Wednesday um, on YouTube. We'll be back later tonight. So thank you all for watching. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one. We'll see you then.